Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Gail Ray, who is the first place winner of this year's College Invitational at the Figgy Art Museum. Welcome, Gail. Thank you. Yeah. Your entry is entitled Entertaining Angels Unaware, and is a really creative take on your fascination with both portraiture and the human figure. So for those who've not seen it, describe your winning entry. Well, there are three large sculptures. The largest one is 89 inches high, and the other two are about five feet high. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're made out of found objects, which is a sculpture genre that Picasso created, where he just used uh, uh, abandoned, cast-off materials and made sculpture that was really fun and quirky uh-huh they they and they really are fun and and uh and quirky and you can see some of the found objects you have to peer at them fairly closely but you can see like part of a mirror frame and and the, the faces are really interesting they're the they're the backside of wooden bowls mo- most of them i believe right right and they're uh painted in oil mm-hmm. so they're actually a painting mm-hmm and then the rest of the figures are made of like antique bric-a-brac, uh, game boards, uh, cast off uh, wood. It, I, I use wood because it it can. I, I put the joints together with dowels, and you know you can work wood easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are jointed. The 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 arms at least can move back and forth. Right. Um, the faces are just beautiful, and they've been um, likened to the you know, the faces at least of these uh, older Byzantine icons, and and they have these these halos uh, b- behind the painted faces that um, that really uh, create the angel form that you're uh, that you were I think working towards. Right. And it really started with the first piece, which uh, actually was an assignment for a class at Scott Community College. And even though as an architect, I was just uh, always working in 2D, like painting. And I never really did sculpture, which a building is like a a large sculpture. And it, it was just a lot of fun to do this assignment, and so I just carried on. But the first one was, I thought, was kind of like an angel icon. And so that first piece inspired a series after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. The figure on the right has a portion of a phrase. You can't read the whole thing, but it says your house, uh, B2, and there's the word, there's the letter S, which I think it should be small to hold all your friends. So it's this really lovely, like, may your house be too small to hold all your friends. It's this really lovely message that comes across. That's right. You know, sometimes I like to incorporate signs uh, with neat messages. Uh-huh. And then uh, when you put all these pieces together, then you have to kind of unify them and um, blend them together and make them look at like a hole. Mm-hmm. So, what was the inspiration behind your work? 
for the Angels uh-huh. and Icon series? Well, I I have to say that uh, my inspiration is it's a really personal thing. Uh, you know, I feel like there's always kind of an angel watching out for us. We all need our guardian angels. And uh, so that just kind of flowed out of a, of a personal feeling that I have. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then the first piece. And, you know, I had been looking at Byzantine icons, and I had been to Venice and seen them in the mosaics. And, and I'm just... Uh, I like portraiture and studying the human face, but uh, the Byzantine ones have this primitive um, quality to them. But they're very modern and graphic at the same time. So, you know, uh, maybe you can't, they aren't a direct influence, but you can see uh, a little hint of that. You, you, you definitely can. Um, they're, they're, just, they're just beautifully done, and I hope people get a chance to go to go see them. Um, now, this being a college invitational, students from eight different area colleges submitted their work from both the Iowa and the Illinois side of the river, and you represented Eastern Iowa Community College, or you know Scott Community College as we used to know it. And how did that feel? Well, it's pretty exciting, that, you know, to be given the opportunity to show at the figgy and to have your teacher uh, come up to you and suggest that you do a work for it. Of course, he always tells me to make it big. And then he says, you know that piece you did last year? That wasn't big enough. <laughs> well, I think this accomplished it because the, the three figures, these icons or angels, are very large and very visible as you walk into that into that space. Uh, you had alluded earlier to the fact that you were an, an architect, and so I, I wanted to talk about that because you have such an interesting background and, and were a very non-traditional student, to say the least, while at Eastern Iowa Community College. So talk about what your first career was like. My first career uh, was in architecture. I went to Iowa State University, and I studied. And I uh, designed large hospitals, like $600 million hospitals. And I was the second woman in Iowa to be licensed as an architect. And this meant I was a pioneer throughout my entire career, always the first woman to get there. And uh, <laughs> which was challenging and kind of fun too. And um, so, whenever I worked on a project, it was all about problem solving. And each project you had to learn something new. So, uh, I've learned to, to kind of have a can do attitude and uh, uh, seek out the information to new, do new things. And um, and then I apply them in my art. Yeah, well, you sure did. And I, I love the fact that you completely reinvented yourself. So after this career as an architect, you decided to go back um, and get an, an art degree. And, and what actual degree did you obtain from Eastern Iowa Community College? Because I, it wasn't necessarily in, in art. Right. I You know, I joined the Fine Arts Club at, at uh, Scott Community College. and uh, But... Uh, I got a scholarship, and I had to uh, focus on a, a career path that was in demand. Mm-hmm. So one of the in-demand ones was mechanical design, which is really like kind of like 3D drafting, and which I had already been doing 
as an architect. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of overlap. And, mm-hmm. and in general, there's, you know, there's these abstract connections, of course, between architecture and art. You're creating and making something beautiful just in a different different way. So um, it does, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it seems more like a natural extension for you to move into this. But still, it's quite remarkable yeah. what you've done. And I learned a lot, but as I was working, I was kind of getting excited about how I could apply this with my art. So I go up to my teacher and I say, "I have this idea to do this," and he meant let me do these little experiments, and uh, which were really fun for me because uh, we used three D printing and scanning and what have you. And then I went on to do uh, two honors projects where I scanned a human body and then 3D printed them full size and uh, CNC milled them in wood. Mm-hmm. And it was quite fun to come up with this idea that was a cross between technology and art. Right. You know, it really is. And I didn't um, realize until we started talking that Eastern Iron Community Community College has this Blong Technology Center, um, which is part of their community college system, but it's it's away from their main campus. It's located in western Davenport off of Northwest Boulevard. And, and can you tell us a little bit about what that center's like, that technology center? Well, of course, the main campus has your traditional classes like English and math and chemistry and, you know, kind of medical-centered courses. But the Blong Center is all the technology stuff. And it's there's a lot of industrial processes being taught out there. And, of course, you know, I'm coming from architecture and going into this more industrial environment. But, you know, I feel comfortable because, you know, I like tools and I like learning new things. And and uh, so for me, it was challenging and fun. And, and, you know, I just graduated with my degree and I graduated magna cum laude. Yeah, well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it shows in your, in your art. Um, and, and I love the fact, too, that, that you were out there in this technology center where they have, a, you know, drafting and a machining lab and welding and instrumentation lab. And you, you did learn to use a lot of tools that, you're, um, that help you create your, your work, not just things like table saws, but you're using laser cutters to, to make stencils and, and things like that. So skills mm-hmm. that you didn't necessarily have before. Right. And uh, so, you know, I'm downtown at the uh, Co Quad City CoLab, and they have a laser cutters, and they have CNC cutters. And so, um, so I've learned these processes at the Blong Center, and now I can independently apply them. And I'm having a lot of fun mm-hmm. with the laser cutter. Yeah. Well, you'd mentioned the Quad City CoLab, and that is where your current studio is. And that itself is an interesting artistic space. Uh, let's talk about that. That now okay. it's based at the, um, it's near the base of the Centennial Bridge, right? And it's owned by Eastern uh, Iowa Community, Community College. College. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of people doing fascinating things in there. Oh, I know. There's a lot of geeks and computer nerds, and and so there's there's all these resources that if you need to figure out how to do something, you can go to this person. <laughs> And and so it's really cool just to see what everybody's doing in there because it, uh, one guy's building rockets and then another guy is fixing his cars all the time. They have a, a car uh, shop and 
another guy's doing um, marble sculpture for a show. And and so, you know, you just walk around and see what everybody's doing yeah. out there. Well, it's filled with creative energy. And, <laughs> and so it's a perfect place for your studio, which is which is large. And it's, it's literally filled with reused materials that you've collected on the street here in the Quad Cities, and you've purchased some, um, but uh, some of it is is completely collected and, and, and picked up, and you have various works scattered throughout the studio that are, some are completed, some are incomplete, um, and uh, and I love that. Even <laughs> even the paint, you said a lot of the paint you get free from the recycling center in the Quad Cities. Well, you know, I just kind of discovered these resources, and uh, you know, I needed some more black paint, and I, I was going to go to the store, and then I remember I could go shopping down at the recycling center uh, in Davenport. You know, have recycled paint, and lo and behold, I like found four cans. And, and so, but, you know, I also use artist oils, which I purchase. And so, uh, you know, I've been doing a, a large mural where I, I picked up somebody was pulling down a structure and I picked up their this pile of wood that was weathered and everything and incorporated into a mural and uh, that that really appeals to me uh, there's something basic in my character that uh, likes to make something out of nothing mm-hmm. and like the pioneers when they came to the Midwest they dug their clay and they uh, quarried their stone and you know, and they cut their timber, and they didn't have to have a mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> and they all built the barns together, and and that I, that really appeals to me. And so, uh, you know, it puts a extra spin. But in my sculptures, I buy a lot of objects, mm-hmm. and I'm always on the lookout for something special. Mm-hmm. And I also try not to buy anything I don't need. <laughs> Right, because the uh, you know we we talked about the sculptures that you that won the first prize um, for you, but you do these really beautiful, uh, very realistic portraits, and then separately you make these. Um, you've, you've you're making currently this very large mural, which is modern and involves recycled wood, so it's completely different medium. Um, and, and you're really good at all of those, which I think is somewhat unique. And, and with this large mural you're working on, and by large, it's something like 12 by 14 feet or something like okay. that. Yeah, and it has all these different um, these different portions um, where you have layered wood using these vivid colors. You use a lot of stenciling, and then you've mounted some found objects within it. And it's, it's really stunning. Thank you. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, um, of course, I used this pile of uh, recycled wood uh, that I got, and um, I had to kind of teach myself to use the table saw, and so I watched the videos on on YouTube, and then I go up to the machine. <laughs> Did they always, help? <laughs> I always say a prayer. <laughs> well, when I met you first, you had a pretty good sized bruise, I believe, on your arm from the table saw. So, oh yeah, I, I've kind of learned some things not to do. Uh huh. I hope I never do them again. <laughs> but, you know, I'd say doing this mural has taken a lot of courage and determination to step up to those tools and, and use them. 
because you didn't tell him I'm 64 years well, old. Well, no, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you wanted to share that. But but <laughs> since you brought it up, since you completed your your first long career as an architect, right. uh, and now are um, you know, now that you really have the time to uh, to explore these artistic interests, it's I think it's delightful that here you are in your mid 60s and and uh, and you're doing this and and getting recognition in our community for for your talent. It's just fun. I'm motivated because I really enjoy it. And I get up in the morning, I think, what am I going to do? And I go down to my studio with the spring in my step. And to me, it is really fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it just, I I say it kind of feeds my soul. You know, it's something that just the right fit for me yeah yeah that's well that's that's lovely do you anticipate staying in the quad cities and what are your future plans at this stage uh yes this is my hometown i'm a graduate of bettendorf high school and uh it's where my family is Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm here to stay yeah well good well we're lucky to have you um (laughs) thank you yeah, besides your work at the College Invitational, there were there were you know there were many other interesting entries. Although I must say yours are yours is so visible. But I I also want to mention that Roberto Torres, who represented Western Illinois, won second place for his entry that was entitled "Rosary of Inquisition," um, and his entry was very powerful. And it's this large piece that you do see when you walk into the room. It's on the left, and it's encased in, within this clear glass box, and it's a um, you know, a large interpretation of a Catholic rosary, but instead of the traditional beads, there are these large, um, somewhat menacing ceramic heads that have replaced the rosary beads and, and a ceramic cross with this all connected by this really large fibrous, fiber cord. And uh, the notes indicate that he created it to, to represent the suppression of the indigenous um, people in Mexico by the Spaniards who colonized them and then converted them to Catholicism. And I, I just wanted to mention his work because I just found it really fascinating as well. And his, his piece uh, won second prize, mm-hmm. and I was very attracted to it, uh, the the message behind it, that he has a Hispanic name. And the beads are about 10 inches mm-hmm. across, so it's really a large-scale rosary. But I thought it was complimentary to mine too, uh, if we had a similar message that uh-huh. we were that you were getting across, right? Yeah, I loved it too. Um, and I love the fact that history can be told so memorably through art, whether or not it's 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 a historical um, episode, a movement, uh, some some event that occurred, or if it's just um, you know just a a feeling or a sentiment that you want to want to get across art very effectively does that for us mm-hmm. yeah well gail ray thank you so much for talking today and congratulations on your first place finish at the figgies college invitational thank you yeah <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing what you do next the 2018 college invitational at the figgy art museum is open until august 12th so if you have not seen it yet head on over soon and museum admission is free through mid-august so this is the perfect time to check it out The College Invitational is displayed on the second floor, and to reach it, you get to walk through the Maurice Sendak exhibit, which is also lovely, especially for those of us who grew up reading his books. And that exhibition closes on the same date of August 12th. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. 
Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal. Thank you.